0: You are now listening to the V1 Church Podcast. This is the co-lead pastor, Mike Signorelli, and my wife is getting ready to preach today. I want you to make a commitment that you're going to turn this thing up and you're going to listen all the way into the end. And here's why. You can get all the things you endeavor to get in life, the house, the car, the spouse, whatever, but your soul can still be in desperate need of saving and you will have no peace of mind. That's why this series has been a life-changing series for so many people people. So you might not just want to listen to today's episode, but listen to every single other one. And I'll see you on the other side. Without further ado, this is my wife, the co-lead pastor of V1 Church, Julie Signorelli, and she's preaching Ask, Seek, Knock.
1: Man, we see you, we feel you, we love you, we're looking at you. It's electric in there too. Um, If you have not been able to find a seat, I can't really see, but if there's um, ushers, if you wouldn't mind helping people uh, find a chair. And this morning I'm going to be preaching you to you today. I think I'll get that right. I'm preaching to you today. I got nobody. Okay. There it is. I was like, oh man, that's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're taking off these high heels. I did it in first service. That's about, I did it for the gram. I did it for the gram. So I'm preaching to you today. Uh, Pastor Mike is on uh, Queens. He is preaching the Queens service right now. And we are wrapping up the healthy soul. Has this series encouraged you, challenged you, pushed you to another level? You guys got to preach with me today. I'm missing my amen corner. Are you guys ready? Okay, there you go. But we are wrapping up the healthy soul. I want to encourage you guys, if you have not dived into that series, maybe you're a first-time guest or a second-time guest, I want to encourage you to go back. It is so encouraging. I have been very challenged, and um, my husband, we're going to be preaching uh, sort of the same message, sort of. I'm going to tell a story about him. He's probably not going to tell that, but that's okay. We're going to be talking about where our soul is headed. And sometimes our intentions or our desires will determine the direction that we get to, will determine the destination. And so we're going to be camping out in Matthew 7. Now, I'm going to be reading from the ESV version. You might have a different version, but that's where I'm going to be at. So if it doesn't sound 100% similar, you can go ahead and write that down in your notes now. And we're going to be talking about how to talk to God, how to find God, and how to knock on God's door. And so we're going to be just discussing that a little bit. And how many of you have ever prayed for something and what you got was totally different than what you prayed for? Okay. So I'm, so I, yes, Lord. He's like, yes. So I prayed obviously for a mate, a soulmate. I'm married to Pastor Mike, if it's your first time. And, uh, now, if you haven't seen him yet, you can Google some pictures. That's fine. But I prayed for, who remembers the show Baywatch? Any children of the 80s up in here? 70s and 80s. Okay, so you guys know like the surfer dude that abs- had absolutely like no hair, tan, blonde, right? That's what I prayed for. So when I would, as a young girl at church camp or church youth group or whatever, I'd be like, they're like, why don't you just pray for your future spouse? In my head, that's who I saw like running towards me in slow motion. (laughs) And it's so funny because even though that stuff doesn't really matter, it's now I am, I think my husband is like uber cute. Okay, so don't get it twisted. But if you've ever met him, he's Italian. (laughs) Right. And Italians, what are they known for? Hair, right? And so what I prayed for was a man of God. And what I got was a man of God who's hairy. Which to me, that's just more to love. So I'm down. I'm down. And Mike knows. I love his sweater. I'm down for it. I am here for it. And I asked him if I could tell that story. So don't like text him. He knows. He knows. But sometimes we're just really bad at asking. Like I apparently wasn't super Uh, help me specific you guys got valley girl preacher today by the way and so I'm gonna talk a little bit about Matthew 7 and how Jesus wants us to ask and so this is what we're gonna be we're gonna be in the sermon of the mount so what this is I want to give some background I know for those of you who've been in church your whole life you you might know this but not all of us are there So we're going to give some background. And so this is called the Sermon on the Mount. So this is a part of this. And it's a description of what a righteous life looks like. Not a perfect life, right? Newbies, don't get it twisted. No perfect people allowed in this church. That's how we roll. If you're perfect, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Okay? (laughs) You will not be happy here. Um, So... It's outlining what the law of Christ looks like. And when Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you, it's talking about continual prayer. So I just want to give you some like frame of reference, okay? Um, in Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, I'm going to read it to you. I think they're going to put it on the screen for us. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. So what that is saying, so you can write down Matthew 7, 7 through 8. What that's saying is Jesus, here's what it's not saying. You get whatever you want. Now, I know sometimes if you've ever, you know, um, heard or watched YouTube videos or whatever about a prosperity gospel, sometimes they will take that scripture. If you want a million dollars, just ask for it. Okay. I, that's never happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to someone, but I don't know. I can't vouch for it, but you can ask for something with the wrong motives. Okay. in James four, verse three, you can write that one down. It says you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on yourselves. Selfishness, right? Sometimes we ask for things like, Lord, if I could just have this big sprawling house and what you don't know is the house would kill you. Or you'd end up divorced trying to fix a toilet or something. And so sometimes we ask for things, but our motives aren't 100% pure. Has anybody ever been there? Okay, just me? All right, cool. No, y'all have been there. So James 4 through 3, you ask and do not receive, and because you ask wrongly, to spend it on yourself. So there is times that we ask, and it doesn't align with God's will, or our motives are impure, and so, you know, that's the disclaimer, okay? So a Christian needs to spend communion with God. And by communion, what we're talking about is time. Everybody say time. The more he or she will know what to ask in according with God's will. So if you're like, well, I don't really know what to ask. The more time you spend with God, whether it's talking prayers or listening prayers, I guarantee you, you're going to spend time learning about God's nature And so what happens is, I don't know about you, but um, I am sometimes a bad asker. That's not a word. So all the teachers in the room, sorry. Have you ever felt unworthy to ask God for anything? I have moments where I feel like I can't ask because I'm not worthy enough to receive the blessing that would come on the other side of my request. Some of you might have stopped praying for a spouse because you don't feel worthy, because you still have things in your life that are working itself out. Some of you won't ask for a better job because you don't feel worthy of, of getting one. And I have moments where I felt like that. I have moments where I feel like that. And so I was in the airport. uh, We were traveling for the holiday. And I was traveling alone with the kids. Of course, we had nine billion suitcases. And so um, we're coming through and we're checking in. And my kids start bickering. I'm kind of a helicopter parent, okay? Self-proclaimed. And for those of you who don't have kids, it's when you meddle in your kids' fights. That's what it is. So I was, of course, meddling. I'm like, "Okay, guys, let's talk kindly to each other." Like giving all my little mom things, you know, yelling a little. There was a little yelling in there too. And so I'm I'm trying to mediate this high-powered conversation with with my littlest. You'd understand. And so in the middle of it, I lose my wallet, and I'm at the airport. Thankfully, I had my passports. We were all good. We were able to get through and not get detained, so that was awesome. And I didn't realize I had lost my wallet, but it was during that exchange because I was focused on something else instead of being focused on what the real important thing was. And so I was in the middle of this uh, interpersonal squabble. That'll preach all in of itself, but I ain't going to stay there. And so I must have lost my wallet then, and I didn't realize it until I got to the place where I bought my coffee, right? Because I felt like I earned it. <laughs> so I get this coffee and I go to pay and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where it is. And I'm, have you ever had that moment where you're just frantically looking for your debit card? You're sweating, cussing a little, yelling at people. I didn't cuss, but I almost did. And so I'm like frantically, and so they're like, just take it, just take it, just take it. And I'm like, I cannot take this. Like, I can't take it. I did not feel worthy to take it. Like, I lost my wallet yelling at my kids, you know? And so I just didn't feel worthy. I said, well, I tell you what, I'll take it. I'm going to dump out all my bags in this hallway where I'm going to be a total nuisance. I'll come back with my card because I know I'll find it and I'll pay for it and it'll be fine. And they're like looking at me like I'm half crazy. So I go out, literally dump everything out, scour through everything, can't find it. I come back and I'm like, I cannot accept this. And they're like, just take it and get out of our day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bad asker. I'm a great giver and I'm a terrible asker. Some of you have gotten into some desperate situations and you just stopped asking God for his help in them. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. I want you to write that down. Many people, we don't feel worthy enough to even approach God. And if you've ever made some big time mistakes, maybe I'm the only one in the room, you can identify with that. While others only ask, some people are great at asking. My friend Anthony, who, who we've you know, started this church with, he's awesome at asking. He'll ask for anything, he does not care. And I envy that because he's such a great asker and receiver. And so one time I had this pastor, he, he said, Jules, he's like, I got I to gotta fix something in you really quick. He was trying to bless our family and I would not allow it just from some things that have happened in my past. I just was weird about receiving stuff. And so he said, you're a great giver and you're a terrible receiver and both are pride. My pride didn't want to receive a blessing. Sometimes we wrap God around some of the weirdest things. And so some of you are going to be challenged where if you have to ask, seek, and knock, you don't even ask anymore. And I just want to challenge you this morning that good askers are also good receivers, How do we ask what's the communication to God look like? It's prayer. Now, prayer is how we communicate our needs and desires to God. Here's what prayer isn't. Thou thoughest, thou Lordest of all humanity. Humbly, I I don't even know. I can't pray like that. If you want a fancy prayer, do not call on me at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, "Lord, thank you for my awesome family. Like I'm totally blessed. Amen." That's where I'm at. It's just communication to God. "Lord, I need you in this situation. I am at the end of my rope. Lord, I am through with this situation. I need your help." God I need a job. Lord, you know I do, but Lord, I'm just, instead of just talking to myself in my own head, I'm gonna put it outward and I'm gonna talk to you about it. Prayer seems so simple, but I'm telling you, the most seasoned Christians struggle in this area. Prayer is not a means of sanctification, Okay, now I talked to some of our new believers in the room, for some of our old, old school Christians, right? The one who've been in the game for a little bit. We've heard this word called sanctification. That's a great word. I love, that's a process. That is a lifelong journey, by the way. When I grew up, I grew up in a denomination where sanctification was this one-time event that happened at the altar. What I've realized as an adult is this is a lifelong process and journey, and I'm grateful for my heritage, but I've, I've learned that prayer doesn't make me sanctified. It, it doesn't make you holy. But the dependence on God and the faith in the communication to God and what Jesus has done in your life, the faith in believing that he saved you, will bring a process of sanctification in your life. If there is not a level of increasing holiness, now holiness doesn't mean perfect, right? Just Christ-like, okay? So Jesus knows that we're a little messed up. You ever seen that YouTube video with the Grinch? He's doing yoga. He's like, I'm a little messed up. (laughs) Just Google it. Write it in your notes. Go back. But praying and believing God for what you are praying for will make you more aware of God in your life. And the more aware you are of God, the more aware you'll be of sin in your life. Sin that needs to be dealt with. Now, I know that that word is not a popular word in Christian culture right now. I know that that word is not... It doesn't make you feel good, right? But talking to God will increase the awareness, not only of God, but of your humanness. And it will take you on a journey on how God redeems it for his glory. So ask. We have got to be bold enough to ask God. Talk to God. The second thing is seek. Seek. Jesus went on to say, seek and you will find. What is it that we should be seeking? Now, I don't know for you, but for me, that word seek, I always equated it to found. I don't know why. Probably because I was reading it fast. I'm not sure. But who are we supposed to be seeking? What are we supposed to be seeking? And when people say pray about it, what does that mean? Seeking, it's God himself that we are to be seeking. Psalm 27.8 says, you have said, seek my face, and my heart says to you, my, my, seek your face, and my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. I love this in Psalm 34.10. It says, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Seeking happens when we've asked, but are we willing to seek God's answer being different than what we've expected? Sometimes we get bold enough or we we find the courage enough to ask, then we get to the seeking part, which I'm going to explain in a little bit, and then the outcome is different than what we thought, right? Right? I prayed for an apartment when we were moving back to Chesterton several years ago to do our apprenticeship from the church we were sent from. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And when I got there, it was completely different than what I had imagined in my mind. Very disappointed. And I went on a journey with that and dealing with that and what that looked like. And then another time when Mike got something different than he expected is we went on a road trip. And so what I did, I went to the store. I felt like this great, you know... Betty, cracker, wife, I bought snacks. And I go to the store, and I'm loading up our snacks, and I get it, and he said, I I need something healthy. I said, oh, I got a banana. I handed him the banana. He opened it, takes a bite, plantain. Yeah, he was not happy. Different outcome, right? Sometimes we sink our teeth into what God actually sent us, and it's different. Lord, you prayed for this marriage, but guess what? My spouse has evolved into addiction. Now what? This is different than what I expected. Do you know that you can seek the Lord even in that situation? I want to share with you, seeking means being willing to look and listen. Seek and you will find. The journey doesn't feel like it will ever produce results. If you've been in a season of seeking, man, that can feel very restless at times. If you seek the kingdom of God first, though, you will find the kingdom of God. I want to explain this to you now. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I looked up the definition to the word seek, because again, I read it fast. I'm human. And it said... Attempt to find something. See, people want to skip to the found part, right? They want to bypass the seeking part. Some people want to find Jesus, and then they want to show up and say, okay, God, now my Instagram is holy. I got scriptures on my clothes. I'm listening to worship music. I haven't cussed in 30 days. I'm ready for my visitation, Lord. I found you. But it says, Seek and you will find. Seeking is an attempt to find. Some of us aren't there yet. Some of us, it's gonna be years before we got worship music on our car. God's okay with that. He's going on a journey with you, He's got patience. But seek means attempt to find. Guess what? Jesus knows your failure. He knows our feeble attempt at trying to find him. He knows that we're gonna look for love in all the wrong places. He knows it. Here's how I read that scripture now. If I try to find him, I will find him. Some of us don't even try anymore. Some of us have got this journey with Jesus so complicated, so law-based that they just stopped seeking, just attempting to find him. If I try to find him, guess what? You're going to find him. Try to find him in a bleak circumstance. Try to find him in sickness. Try to find him in hopelessness. Try to find him in the anxiety and the fear. Try to find him in the depression that you're sitting in. If you will attempt to find him, you will find him. Sometimes the healthiest thing for our soul is to wait. Cars on an assembly line do not skip steps. They might move that process faster, and they might have to move it slower, but there is no step that is going to be skipped. Some of you wanna find God, but you don't wanna seek him. The seeking is the process. If you attempt to find him, you're gonna find him. If you attempt to worship him, you're gonna find him. If you attempt to call out his name, Jesus, I guarantee you enough times, you will find him. Last week, Mike, if you haven't got a chance to listen to the podcast, I encourage you, listen to the podcast. It was such a powerful word on just the frailty of who we are. And he said, sometimes you're healthy enough. That ministered to me. Sometimes you just try to find him. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I'm never going to be holy enough, but I'm going to try anyways. Earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. That's Matthew 6.33. Seeking God's kingdom means putting God's plan before our own. Seeking God's righteousness means setting a priority on personal growth in Jesus and desiring to be sanctified, just desiring to be more like God. That's all sanctification means. Knocking. So we have ask, we have seek, and we have knock. So you can write that down. Knocking is a physical action. When you say, man, Jules, I I don't know, I've asked the Lord, I've tried to find him, Have you made a physical attempt? When you're bad at knocking, you're bad at making enough noise to unlock doors. Sometimes the right doors are shut, but God wants to grow you through the knocking. It doesn't say ask, seek, and fast, it doesn't say ask, seek, and do 84 Bible studies. It doesn't say ask, seek, and go to a counseling session. It doesn't say ask, seek, and hold a prayer vigil. It doesn't say ask, seek, and feed the poor. It says ask, seek, knock. If you have a need in your life, you have to ask the Lord. You have to search to find him. And sometimes you gotta strike that door more than once. Will you stand with me this morning? There are three different senses That Jesus is addressing in this scripture. Asking is verbal. Asking is verbal. I can't tell you how many times in a counseling session we hear people say, I need to hear I love you. Whether it's from their dad or from their spouse or from their mother. And then what the other person says, well, of course you know. But there's something about when you verbalize things. There's something about taking time and saying, Jesus, I have this need in my life. Asking is verbal. Seeking is with your mind and your heart. Seeking is more than asking. It's a setting of priority and a focus on the heart. How many have ever looked for their keys? And how many have ever seeked their keys? They're two different things. You might look for your keys two hours before you have to leave, but you're going to be searching those keys out 10 minutes before it's time to go. Am I right? Sometimes with the Lord, instead of looking, we need to seek after him. It's a heart posture. It's a soul posture. And knocking involves physical movement. It's where you take action. Sometimes knocking is actually showing up for therapy. Sometimes knocking is actually submitting to a pastor and saying, speak into my life. I want to change. Sometimes knocking is not quitting the job when you're frustrated, but holding your ground and saying, you know what? Maybe they're not the problem. Maybe it's me. It's ask, seek, and do a physical movement. Knocking doesn't mean just strike once. Evie is the queen, my littlest, is the queen of knocking on doors. Let me tell you, Bella, she might knock once. Mom, and I will ignore it. But man, you get Evie in there? Mom! She knocks again. Some of you, it's not that Jesus doesn't want to not answer the thing that you've been asking. He wants a persistence and a relationship from you. He wants the intimacy of journeying through a process with you. Now, whenever he knocks on the door, I know I'm opening it. But sometimes I just want to see like how persistent she really is is this something that maybe i don't know she can figure out on her own and maybe grow in her maturity or is this something where she needs me sometimes we need to be persistent about where we need god in our life breakthrough happens when you repeatedly hit the same spot over and over again You might ask, why do you guys repeat phrases in worship? Because sometimes we just need to speak the same name over and over and over and over until healing is released, until freedom is released, until breakthrough happens. We're from Indiana. People chop wood there. Every year we go cut down our tree. And so what Mike does is he has a little tiny ax. It looks like a Barbie ax or something. And he starts at the thing and just hits a spot. And once he gets a small divot, the whole thing comes down in about five minutes. Probably take two hours if I did it, but whatever. Sometimes we relent so quickly. If you think you have faith because you ask and you seek, but sometimes it takes faith to walk up to something that appears to be closed off, and knock on it again. It takes even more faith to knock on a door that's been shut. Now there are definitely doors that have been shut in my life and thank God. But sometimes there's been adversity in my life and God has used that adversity and the persistent to break through on the other side. Some of you have stopped knocking, have stopped asking, have stopped seeking. Guess what? It's time to knock again. Can we do that together as a church this morning? Can we take some time to ask God, to seek God, to knock? to knock on the circumstances in our life and saying, Jesus, if we're trying to find you, I know I'm gonna find you. Jesus, I'm gonna ask for what I need. I'm gonna seek you out. And then God, you're gonna come through because I will not let the enemy steal my knock. Noah waited 120 years before rain came. Abraham waited 25 years for a promised land. Joseph waited 14 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. More important than the waiting is the work that God does in us while we wait, while we ask, while we seek, while we knock. He deepens and matures us through the process, and he changes our perspective, and he broadens our understanding, and he tests time to determine whether we can endure the seasons of seemingly unfruitful preparations. And what I'm gonna tell you this morning is keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking this morning. I want you to do this for me. If there's a situation, we're gonna do an action step today. I want you to think about a situation, a situation, a desire that you've wanted God to do, but you've just stopped praying about it. How many have a situation like that in their life? I could raise two hands and a foot for sure. We're gonna knock again this morning. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes. Before we do that, I wanna ask, if somebody here needs to accept Jesus, maybe you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but man, I feel something, and I need to accept Jesus in my life, and I need to forg- I need him to forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. If that's you, with everyone's eyes closed, will you raise your hand? I wanna pray for you today. You have privacy, I see your hands. Yes, Lord. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, you said that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Romans ten nine. we thank you that serving you is not complicated. Lord, I'm thankful for a God who pursues us and chases us. If you prayed that prayer, you have been accepted into the family of God, and we are so glad that you are a part of that family. Someone wants to connect with you after service to give you a book to take you on your next step. Now, real quick, for those of you who maybe have been moved by this message and have things that you've shut down to the Lord about, we're going back in the game. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, we're back in the game. Turn to your neighbor, say, knock again. Okay, you ready? All right. This is as simple as it is. Ask, seek, knock. Next time you get in a situation, you're gonna gonna have my loud, annoying, valley girl preacher voice in your head. Ask, seek, knock. I'm gonna show you what that looks like. Will you stand? Will you raise your hands with me? I want you to think of a situation that you've given up on and i want you to tell it to the lord right now you can say it in your heart or say it out loud but i encourage you the bible talks about saying it out loud with our mouth lord whatever the situations are in the room we just bring them back to your attention god whatever they are broken marriages broken homes sickness, disease, addiction, fear, doubt, shame, condemnation, whatever it is, God, we bring it back to your attention. Okay, guys, now we're gonna seek the Lord. I want you just to take a minute and just say, Lord, I'm listening. God, I'm gonna try to find you and I'm gonna find you. I know you're here. Come on, let's just press in for just a minute. Lord, we're just seeking your face. Right now in this moment, God, there's breakthrough on the other side of this request. Okay, now we're gonna knock. Lord, I know that you're gonna do it. God, I know that you're gonna do it. God, breakthrough, come on, just tell him. Lord, I need you to move. I need you to move. I need you to move. I'm not gonna make it if you don't move. God, I need your breakthrough. I need your favor. I need you to move on my behalf. We're praying for breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. We're praying for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Financial resources. God, we pray for bosses. Lord, we pray for raises. We pray for promotion. God, we pray against anything, God, that's going to defeat the plans and purposes. God, we come against anything. Knock again. Come on, ask him again. Lord, I know that you're able. I know that you're able. I know that you're able, God. I know it. Guys, you can do that over any situation, any situation. He's undefeated, which means that the fight is already fixed. You win. You win. We're not, we always say here at V1, we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. So now what we're gonna do, we're gonna thank him in advance for what we prayed for. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Lord, you're good. God, we know that you're gonna do it, God. We lift him up, come on, lift up a shout of praise. Worship him in advance, it hasn't happened yet. Prodigal's coming home. Prodigal's coming home. Breakthrough. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's worthy.
0: I want to encourage you the last several minutes of this podcast episode, you had an opportunity to participate. I know that you hear us doing things in the room. Sometimes we even leave it in the podcast so that you can do these things and experience what the Holy Spirit has for you. So if you didn't, you missed your opportunity, go back and rewind it. My wife led us through a powerful moment where we physically asked and then sought and then knocked. And I think that something began to shift in that auditorium, but the same thing can happen wherever you're at. And after you get done doing that, help me out and give this podcast a five-star rating. If you think it was worth it, I certainly do. Share it with your friends and we will see you next week. V1, we consider you family, whether you're online or whether you're in the building.